0: No helicopters have been procured for me to go to golf course. Thank you. I've never said he wasn't a great
1: politician. I'm just saying he's a
0: uh, <laughs>
1: How
2: would you play out there today?
1: Uh, well, I found the conditions challenging, mostly because there's some grass on the golf course, but there never has been.
2: I'm thinking about the swag bag. I had yeah. the high hump for swag
1: bag. when you got three crevices on the green
0: your course is trash
2: what is happening folks welcome back beltway golfer podcast episode 46 alex dixon here this upcoming weekend is memorial day weekend and there's always lots of different ways and opportunities to honor our servicemen and women of the armed forces who have made such a tremendous sacrifice in defending our country um This episode is about a specific program, an initiative that has been uh, started by the PGA of America through their PGA HOPE program, and they are running Patriot Golf Days, which is four days of fundraising specifically for both the PGA HOPE program and Folds of Honor to help bring veterans of the armed forces into the game of golf and to fun programs to help them get out of the golf course and get different equipment, needs, lessons, you name it, just helping expose more veterans to the game of golf. We thought it was a great way to try to help give a little bit additional exposure. We met with Jeff Mayner, the director of golf at University of Maryland, who runs a PGA Hope chapter out of the golf course there. And he was able to answer uh, um, a lot of questions and information about this entire initiative, about Patriot Golf Days, about PGA Hope, and about what the PGA is doing going forward, just to to to, to help the American military and, and our veterans. So it was interesting to sit down with him. You know, talked a little bit about what's going on in of Maryland and the golf course, and even Paint Branch down the street. With there's been rumblings over the years about you know, losing a piece or all of University of Maryland golf course and spoiler alert, that's not happening, which is, which is great news. Also sat down with a younger gentleman named Paulton Cherry, who is the junior golf director at the Mid-Atlantic PGA helps run a lot of the junior events for the organization, but is also uh, a military veteran himself, um, veteran of the Coast Guard. And so he also tells um interesting stories about why he how he got into golf, how he got into Coast Guard, where he sees benefits among among veterans specifically in exposing them to the game of golf himself. So I, I thought it was a great opportunity to help raise awareness on what's going on this weekend coming up. You know, a lot of listeners to this this show are probably playing golf as it is and, and should be aware of this fundraising effort that's happening with the PGA of America, with the Mid-Atlantic PGA, with Folds of Honor, and a lot of the chapters at these golf courses and clubs around the D.C. region. I'm going to post the links to the Patriot Golf Days donation page, which has all of the courses that are participating. You don't have to play a course to, to, to help out. I'll post some other links about the PGA Hope program and certainly listen to the podcast as Jeff talks more about it. That's essentially it for the for the podcast. You know, I'll let Jeff and Talton kind of speak for themselves about about what's going on this weekend. Just a little bit about what's upcoming for the show here, Bellway Golfer Podcast. It's going to be a busy month. I've I've got a, a few podcasts in the tank um, with the uh, KPMG LPGA Championship coming to Congressional towards the end of June. Already got a few related podcasts lined up for that. So I, I think there's going to be some good good pods coming out, and they're going to be coming out quick and at a faster pace than I'm I'm used to. So certainly, stay tuned, and 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 hit that subscribe button to make sure they they auto download or or whatever they do. I'm not, not even 100 sure. But that's it. It's going to be an exciting month for for DC area golf. A couple sponsors of this podcast to talk about before we get to the conversations first. Four craft cocktails, premixed, transfusion in a can, premium vodka, ginger ale, grape juice, lime juice, not a mixer. It's ready to go, ready for the course. Pop the top and drink it. It's fantastic. Go to fourcraftcocktails.com. They've got a location finder, um, total wine and beverage. They're like in, certainly in all of them in Northern Virginia, maybe the entire state, not 100% not sure. They're in a lot more golf courses and golf clubs. And growing that list every day. But I've been to a few recently that that don't have them yet. I'm not sure what they're doing. If you're if you're listening to this and you work at a golf course, find out how you can get four Craft Cocktails on your on your beverage carts, in your bar, in your restaurant. Go to fourcraftcocktails.com, send them a message. I think they are delicious and fantastic. It's a small business, it's a local business based in Richmond, Virginia. I am supporting them as they support this podcast. It's a great drink. Also, sponsoring the Beltway Golfer podcast this week is a golf course many folks listening to this probably think they know very well, uh, Reston National Golf Course. Reston National, if you don't know, is under new ownership and new management within the last couple years. And if you haven't been out there recently, they've been putting a lot of work and resources into updating the grounds there. The clubhouse has got a totally has been totally renovated. Doesn't even look the same. They're getting ready to open up a new bar and restaurant. It's really night and day from what it looked like before. The Pro Shop looks totally different. They just added a whole bunch of flat screens and upgraded the, the patio. If you're walking up to the clubhouse to the left, it looks fantastic. And recently they've started to put a lot of work into the course. They've, they've updated the driving range, all the bunkering, getting it, you know, in as good as good a shape as that can possibly be. So, if you were like myself and hadn't been out to Reston National in the last couple of years, go back out, check it out. It's, it's, it's in great shape. They're putting a lot of effort and resources into it. It hasn't moved. It's still incredibly convenient. One of the, one of the most convenient 18 hole public golf courses in Washington, DC, right there off the toll road. Go check it out again. Reston National Golf Course. And. Here is the podcast with Jeff Mayner, Director of Golf University of Maryland, as well as Talton Cherry, a Mid-Atlantic PGA Junior Golf Director, all about Patriot Golf Days and PGA Hope. Enjoy. Folks, adding this bit of commentary after recording my initial intro in light of the awful events that took place yesterday at Robb Elementary in Uvalde, Texas. Listen, I have no interest in making this podcast political necessarily however I do need to acknowledge how senseless tragic and terrifying these mass shootings are and have been for a long time I dropped my six-year-old off at his elementary school this morning and um, you know it was it was tough uh, just kind of thinking about how easily it could happen at his school and and, and, and anywhere else and thinking about um, those families and those kids these acts are preventable And I'm making it clear to any listener of this podcast, whoever's tuning in, I I hope we get an opportunity to meet, hope we get an opportunity to tee it up, play some golf, have a beer. Uh, But I want to make it clear where I stand on this matter. Gun violence in this country has been out of control for far too long and making it more difficult for potential killers to have access to firearms through more comprehensive background checks and closing gun purchasing loopholes is the only way this is going to slow down and hopefully come to an end, in my opinion. Enjoy the podcast. Enjoy this episode. All right. We are uh, we're out here at the University of Maryland golf course in College Park, Maryland uh, with Jeff Mayner. Uh Jeff, let's start off. What, what's, your, what's your title? Uh, director of golf. Director of golf. And yeah. how, how many years have you been here at the uh, University of
0: Maryland? So a long time. I started in on June 6, 1997. So getting to my 26th year.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, very cool. And have you, did you start as director of golf or have you?
0: I started? did. I started. I came up here. I came from the University of Georgia up here for this position.
2: Very cool. Excellent. Yeah. Um, we're, we're out here on a little bit of a, we had a storm last night, but yeah, it's a, a little quiet out here this morning, but the course is beautiful. Yeah, it's in great shape. Um, last time I was up here was uh, maybe a month or two ago, but of uh, course played great and uh, enjoyed it very much. But the main purpose of this podcast and what we're doing out here is we're recording this on the Tuesday before Memorial Day weekend. Um, and you do a lot of work with the Mid-Atlantic PGA right. uh, and the PGA in general. Um, and so why don't we start off by telling us about uh, the event that's going on um with the Mid-Atlantic PGA, with PGA Hope, with, uh, not just the University of Maryland, but a lot of golf courses around the
0: Mid-Atlantic. Yeah. So this weekend, in conjunction with Memorial Day, uh, over the four-day weekend, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, we're doing, um, a program to try to raise money for some of the programs that we do as a PGA and another group, Polls of Freedom. Um, it's, uh, Patriot Golf Days is what we're calling it. And it's, we're just asking people to, to donate to programs that help provide golf opportunities for veterans. Uh, you know we p g a hope is the p g a part of uh our foundation that hope stands for helping our patriots everywhere and we want to provide golf op- opportunities to play golf and opportunities to learn how to play golf to veterans uh that haven't done it before as a way to try to you know develop a community Sure. Uh, you know being outside playing golf such a good thing for you both mine. Uh, your body physically,
2: absolutely. So, but this weekend, Patriot Golf Days, as I understand it me if I'm wrong, this is this is about fundraising. This it's is about, fundraising. about getting money yep. to charitable efforts that can help expose the game of golf to veterans. So yes, was, yes. So this,
0: this these four days, we're going to try to raise money. Uh, and different courses in the in the Mid Atlantic area are doing it different ways. It could be asking people to donate when they check in. Would donate a dollar or five dollars to the program? Uh, beat the pro on a part three to raise money, putting contests. So Excellent. any way we can come up with to try to raise some money to fund these programs.
2: Excellent. Do you expect, goes. um, veterans, are, are there any, like, are veterans themselves going to be coming out this weekend or is this really more about the general population of golfers who are going to, you know, probably going to be playing golf anyway? On yeah, the it's more about
0: the general population. Got it. So it's more just a the everyday golfer that comes out and plays Saturday, Sunday, asking sure. them to donate.
2: Got it. Um, and this is not something that's only happening at University of Maryland. No,
0: no it's all over, all over the uh, nation. So it's a national program, and the Mid Atlantic section, which is part of what Maryland is, yeah. uh, it's actually Mid Atlantic is mainly Virginia, Maryland, and a little bit of West Virginia. Got um, it. So it's all over our section.
2: And just for basics, um, you know, if I'm I'm a golfer, I'm listening to this, and you know, I'm, I'm getting ready to book a tee time for this weekend. Um, it's not every golf course, so the, how do how does a golfer figure out where they might want to play this weekend? To, to- so, if you go to the Mid Atlantic website,
0: um, mapga.com you okay. can pull up Patriot Golf Days okay. from that website and see which courses are participating. Yeah. There's a map of the whole Mid Atlantic region that shows you. Every course is participating.
2: And you had mentioned that, um, at least for University of Maryland, um, and I wasn't sure if this was because of the tie in with the university or this is happening at every golf course. It's, this is a true fundraiser. You're, you're asking people that are here to, to, to make a donation to help these. Yep. So if you walked up and
0: and checked in, we would explain, we're going to have signs up. uh, Is that the case at every
2: golf course or, or some courses like every course
0: can do it differently. Okay. Um, so at a private course, they, they, Probably will not. Ask the members as they check in to donate. Oh, right, right, right. They may send out an email or something. Uh, but we are going to, as you walk up, we're going to have information available and say, you know, it's Patriot Day, and ask you, would you like sure. to contribute one, two, five dollars to the program?
2: Yeah. Is this the is this the first year? Relatively new, or is this, yes. this for a while? This okay. Yes. And so, do you know much about? I mean, I'm, I'm familiar with Folds of Honor. Um I don't. You know, I don't, I don't know a ton about them, but they've been doing and helping, you've been helping out veterans, uh, in a lot of different ways, but, but also through golf for, for a long time. Do you know how, uh, the PGA and Folds of Honor, how long they've been going back uh, with each other? Well, they're intertwined anyway.
0: Um, just because of golf, Falls of Honor uses golf for a lot of different fundraisers that they do. Um, so they've been involved with golf for a long time. The PGA Hope portion is relatively new portion.
2: Now, PGA HOPE, can you tell us a little bit about that? I mean, that's, that's essentially a, 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 win, a charitable arm or wing of PGA. Of the PGA. So uh, PGA has a,
0: a charitable foundation called PGA REACH. And PGA REACH, we have three main areas that we focus on. Uh, junior golf, which is through junior league. Uh, junior tour, which is more of a players. Yeah. And then veterans. Got it. Okay. And so the veterans part of it is PGA HOPE. And, the, again, the hope is helping our patriots everywhere. And we have 14 chapters in the uh, Mid-Atlantic that offer free golf lessons to veterans. So all the veteran has to do is sign up and show up. And uh, the lessons are taught by PGA professionals who have been trained in adaptive golf. Okay. So you have to go – as a PGA professional, you have to go through training before you're allowed to have a chapter.
2: Yeah.
0: And the training helps you understand how to uh, – if they have – balance issues, or they may be missing the limb, or a different number of things. Not only how to do that part, but some of the language and, and terms you should use and you should stay away from, which is pretty important as you talk to some of the vets.
2: Sure. Absolutely. Um, so that that's where a lot of these funds will actually go. That, that was going to be my next question is, you know, so, all that comes out and I donate, you know, where, where is this money actually headed and so how the, will it impact yeah, so the great thing
0: is everything that's raised in the Mid-Atlantic stays in the Mid-Atlantic. Okay. So it's not going to a national program. It's stay in here. And it's going to be split 50-50 between Falls of Honor and PGA Hope. Uh, the Falls of Honor, if you don't know about it, it provides scholarships to fallen veterans or disabled veterans, the families of fallen or disabled veterans. And then the PGA Hope parts, teaching those veterans how to, to use golf to create a, another community. So everything raised is staying in the section, uh, split 50-50. And the money for PGA Hope goes to fund the instruction.
2: Excellent. Um, there are, there are a lot of organizations, you know, that there's, a, that, that are tied to to, 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 helping veterans and military and servicemen and women, uh, exposing them to golf. Um, University of Maryland golf course, I, I would imagine over the years, you must have, you hosted some events for veterans over the years. Yeah. We have, like, we have a,
0: we have a very strong, uh, veterans organization on campus. Yeah. TURB Vets is a very active. Program on campus, and uh, we've hosted them. I do clinics for them every year. Uh, We have golf clubs that they've been able to purchase, so we have rental clubs anytime they want to come out and play. They have clubs to play with.
2: Is that essentially just alumnus of University of Maryland? That that
0: no, it's uh, current students. So if you're a vet and you're back in school,
2: got it. Is that a pretty large population? Yeah, it is.
0: Yeah. Yeah, actually, and we have a the University of Maryland has a very large population because of our location.
2: Sure. Interesting. And I, I would imagine that, um, the veterans coming back to school really vary in age. You know, you think college, kids, you think in you know, yep. late teens, early
0: 20s. I think the ones I've talked to, that's the hardest adjustment because they're coming back at 24, 25. They may have families. Yeah. Uh, it's not the typical college student you think of. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah so uh, they, so what we do is try to provide programs, you know, that they can do and they're not going to be downtown every
2: night. Yeah, yeah, interesting. Um, do you know much about, I mean, just, you know, again, as, uh, I'm, I'm kind of learning this whole landscape myself. Um, and folds of honor have been around. But, I mean, you, you pop in Google and look for charitable organizations that are, that, that are, t- that are golf, like right. golf nonprofits that are helping veterans. And I imagine it's, you know, it's kind of a the more the merrier kind of thing. Uh, yeah, as well as long as everybody is doing the right thing and helping veterans, and that's the end goal. But when there are so many, because there are a lot, does that make things complicated? Well, I,
0: I'm not going to say it makes it complicated, but it gives them more options, gives the veterans more options and, and more ways to choose from. It. And a lot of the programs are focused on different things. Um, I will say that PGA Hope is the only one that has a MOU with the Veterans Administration, which is kind of special for the PGA to have the support. So if a therapist is working with a veteran, they can recommend the PGA HOPE program because we're the only one who has that agreement.
2: And just for folks that are maybe listening this morning and haven't had all their morning coffee like I have, in MOU. Uh,
0: Memorandum of, Un- of Understanding.
2: Got it. Perfect. Uh, I struggle with acronyms sometimes. <laughs> um PGA, professional Golf <laughs> <yes>, Association. <and> <laughs> right. right. I was in the corporate world too long and then all of a sudden acron- acronyms all just kind of blend together. Um so uh very so Friday through Monday, four days. How are the T sheets looking so far? It's good and packed. Yeah, okay. we're we're Friday's
0: got some open tea time, Saturday, Sunday. It's pretty full. Okay do you have, do,
2: you have, do I have any idea approximately like how many courses are like uh, around at least this area maybe not a specific number but i mean are is, is it the vast majority of, of courses? i don't
0: know it's not the vast majority but I was looking on the map a couple of days ago like all the Montgomery county courses are participating okay um, so there's probably twenty twenty five courses in the d c okay. right. area That's a lot Okay. Very cool. Um, well, you know, and if you're not playing at one of the courses, you can still go online and, and donate. Okay. So you don't have to play golf this weekend. You can go online and, and make a donation. Perfect.
2: And that's Patriot golf days. Uh, i have that right. MAPGA.com. Right right? MAPGA.com. No, and then
0: read. Patriot golf days. Yeah. Perfect.
2: Um, well, that's, that's, that sounds, uh, fantastic. Um, PJ hope that I see, and I'm curious if you know much about this, as I was kind of my, doing my research leading up to this conversation, um, they do a lot of other events. Like they just had a—I a, don't know if the Mid-Atlantic section was a part of it, but a lot of PGA sections through the PGA Hope there was like some kind of big national like secretaries secretary cup. cup? Yeah. yeah. What was that about? Did you
0: so they brought in 12, uh, 12 teams from twelve different chapters around the nation. Okay. And had a competition before the PGA Championship last week. Oh, wow. Um, so it was kind of neat—a uh, PGA professional from the chapter and then four of the participants from PGA Hope.
2: Excellent. Came was it, and was, played. It tie, was, it, was there any tie-in the PGA Championship other than the fact that these just... It, it was
0: just because it was the same week it. and it was PGA Championship.
2: Got it. So yeah. So is the idea... So PGA Hope still relatively new. Uh, do you have any inclination on, you know, the future of PGA Hope or is the idea that they're going to start doing, you know, uh, more events, fundraising, different things kind of around like, the... Year? I, th- I think so. It's going to be...
0: Uh, the first one in this area was done is has started at congressional and said they do a couple every year. This is the first year that I've hosted one here. Um, but our plan is that uh, we hope to have 14 chapters in this section by the end of the year. That's and a exactly chapter right. is just a different location. Uh, there's a couple down in Norfolk and in, you know, the Tidewater area, um, a couple in Baltimore. Okay.
2: Uh, While well, I got you, you we're know, sitting out here at the University of Maryland, you know, I've, 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 you know, as I've said on this podcast many times, I'm, Obviously a local, hosting the local golf podcast. I think the first time I played this course was my very first high school golf competition. Right. My quick anecdote was I remember teen off on one, so I went to Walter Johnson High School in Montgomery County and it was like our first golf event of the season. I'm a freshman and I had never owned proper golf shoes. And so I knew for the first tournament I had to have, I got, I got a nice pair of foot joys, and, but I was like so unused to wearing them. I think I was, to that point, I was basically just wore sneakers in the course. And I get halfway the, down the first fairway and almost like immediate blisters. I had to take them mm-hmm. off. So when, I, when I'm looking up here, I mean, I've, played, I've played University of Maryland a million times since, but I still kind of conjure back to that. But more importantly, over the years, University of Maryland, there's been a lot of rumors that uh, the course was going to get chopped in half, maybe lost altogether. There was a track and field facility that was talked about for a long time that maybe we could lose some of the course too. Um, I, I want to curious if you can talk about it a little bit, but I, I know I followed a, a bit that that kind of project maybe had, had moved to Paint Branch down the uh, down the street, and they were going to lose a portion of their property for that. But it sounds like in December that even that was voted down. Is that
0: right? So. I don't think it's been announced yet where the track's going to go, but uh, it's not going to be here. Excuse so us. we're going to be around for a while. Excellent. Um, and I, I, we've got 150 acres. It's always going to be out there. Uh, but because golf's so popular and we have such a good junior program and do a lot with the community, I th- I'm pretty confident that yeah. we'll be here as long as anyone listening to the podcast will, will sure. be
2: uh, that must have been uh, kind of a big win for the, for the golf community here and at and Paint Branch, that it seemed like for a very long time it was going to go at one of the two golf courses. Right. And now it sounds like
0: neither. They've identified some land uh, that's not one of either of these two places. Oh,
2: okay. that's, yeah. well, that's, that, that's exciting.
0: Yeah, you know, and Paint Branch, it has, it has a purpose. Sure. It's, we do so many uh, beginning clinics. Paint Branch is a great place to go play nine holes or to learn how to play and to get your first few rounds in, so it's it it it's a good uh, golf course for a, a large segment of golfers.
2: What about just um, you know T sheets in general in the business of University of Maryland Golf Course? Um, you know, before the pandemic, I, it seems to be a topic of every conversation that I have on these podcasts. But kind of the. You know, if you read, if you read a lot on the internet and, and newspapers, the decline of golf leading up to the pandemic, right? And since the pandemic, this, it's, you know, it's, business is good.
0: Yeah. We played over 50,000 rounds last year, which oh, wow. is the most we played in my 25 years.
2: Wow.
0: Um, and this year, why we, I don't think we'll play 50,000, it'll be close. Um, uh, yeah, I think a lot, the pandemic was, uh, was positive for golf. Yeah. Got people outside. Um, I think people realize that golf's not a, Something you have to really be competitive at to have fun playing. Sure. That you can go out with friends and family and just have a good time being outside.
2: Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm curious. Do you have any ballpark? I'm just curious, like the the, the student body. I mean, you got the you got the golf team. They've got a club team, right? Um, are there yeah. are there other you know clubs or organizations within the school that that play here much? Or so. I'm gonna
0: say. Well, intramurals. We have. So we have our. The varsity sports, the men's and women's teams, we have a club team, and then we have an intramural that's really active, an intramural program right. that's really active. But we've got more student members now than we've ever had. Yeah. We've probably quite number of student members in the last two years.
2: So there's a membership that students can pay. Yeah, if so you're a member. A, I would imagine it's something that's going to make me jealous. It's, it? it's, it's,
0: depending on what you want, to, just a weekday or, or seven days between two fifty and $300 a semester.
2: Wow. And that, and, and they'll pay any green fees on top of that.
0: That's it. That's it. That's so um, it's yeah, good. Yeah. Going back to school might be worth it. Okay.
2: Right. But very cool. I'm excited to get back out here. Um, I really appreciate you sitting down. We have another conversation here, uh, to take, but, um, so we've got Patriot golf days this Friday through Monday. Yep. Uh, come on out, book your tee time. Tee sheets are filling up fast. And, uh, Help out veterans and expose this great game to uh, servicemen and women everywhere.
0: Yeah, and even if you don't get to play, like I said, just go online and, and donate. Yeah. It's a great program. This I can't tell you how exciting running my first program this year has been to, to get the veterans out here and to see them interact with each other and their friendly little competition between sure. the different branches and the the looks on their faces when they first start hitting the ball well, and it's it's exciting. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Very cool. All right. Well, thank you, Jeff. I appreciate it very much. Pleasure to uh, officially meet you. I know we spoke good. a couple times a on the uh, phone, but hope it's a successful weekend. And raise a lot of money.
0: Thank you. Excellent. Look forward to it.
2: All right. Well, part two of this interview, we've got uh, Talton Cherry. How are you, sir? Good. Good. How are you? Uh, doing well. Uh, so a couple of reasons that uh, we're speaking with you. Uh, one, uh, you work with the Mid-Atlantic PGA. Start with, tell, tell us your, your role and title there.
1: Yeah, so uh, right now with the Mid-Atlantic PGA, I'm the junior golf director there. Okay. Uh, I started last summer actually with him as a junior golf intern, and then with some shifting around in the office. So I was able to uh, just kind of be right place, right time, and get the full-time role as a junior golf director. Very cool. I'm going to ask you more about that. We'll, we'll wait for that for a minute. Because the other reason that... Um,
2: you're a part of this conversation is that, you know, this podcast is about promoting Patriot
1: Golf Days and PJ Hope, and you are a veteran. Yes, sir. Yeah, I served four years in the United States Coast Guard. Uh, I did two years on a 270 foot boat in Boston, Massachusetts, and then I did uh, the next two years commissioning a new national security cutter, 410 foot boat, uh, in San Francisco, California.
2: Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so let's, let's start. Let's back up a little bit. Yeah. So, cause this is a lot about, you know, veterans in golf and promoting Patriot
1: golf days. So, so give us, give us a little bit of your background. Like, where, where'd you, uh, where'd you grow up? Yeah. So I grew up in Wilmington, North Carolina. Okay. Uh, then yeah. So kind of a, it's a long story. I'll keep it short here, but sure. the reason I joined the Coast Guard after college, the Coast Guard actually saved me and my parents' life when I was 12 years old. Uh, we were in a, you got caught, my parents knew nothing about sailing at all and took their three kids out on a boat. Uh, we got lost in a bad low pressure system in the Pamlico Sound, uh, making a trip where, out.
2: Where's the Pamlico Sound?
1: Uh, in between, so as we left, um, I can't remember the name of the little town now in North Carolina, but you, it's, it's, a, um, man, what's the name of that town? I can't remember. It's like it's Outer Bank. Banks or No, yeah, well, that's where we we're going, but we left, um, man, uh, like New Bern area. Okay. So it's like kind of inland, right? And okay. you, when you leave, uh, you leave New Bern and go to the Outer Banks, you know, you have to cross, a big body of water called the Pamlico Sound, which. Yeah, okay,
2: no, I, I, Yeah, no. my,
1: my parents at the time didn't realize when you get to the middle of that, you can't see land anymore. <laughs> and so my dad had no navigation skills or anything like that. And we went out and, uh, got caught in a storm and our sails got caught in the propellers and there was 14, 15 foot waves. And so we, uh, had to call a coast guard and they and came out. I was 12. And I was 12. It was just three or you have seven? No, I had two older sisters. Two older sisters. Yes, sir. Granted, uh, we took the
2: ferry back. 12 year old, just so, just so, just so I can calibrate. When you're 12, you're, you're like 7th or 8th grade or something? Yeah, around there, I think so. Are uh, you, I
1: mean, are you shitting your pants? Like, yes. You, uh, I mean, I was, I was yelling at my dad mainly. Uh, and I just remember my dad was up top in the boat, you know, trying to, uh, you know, he was out there trying to do whatever crazy stuff. My mom was down below and she was like, I have to call a Coast Guard. Like, we're, like, cause we started, the boat was completely healing over on its side. And so we were just, it was in a bad spot. So yeah. Long story short, like I said, Coast Guard came. As soon as we saw them, you know, in my mind, just everything was was solved. And at the end of the day, it might not have do been you a remember, light. Before. Sorry, but do you remember like how
2: how long that experience was from the time that you realized you were in trouble before? Yeah, like, how long did that whole event take?
1: Well, we left at six thirty a.m. I remember six thirty-seven in the morning. But right, right as the sun was coming up, and it was about midday when it started. We saw the storm coming across the sound, and then next thing I know, you know, I see my my dad panicking up top a little bit and the sail lines uh for the front sail it's called a jib The jib line got whipped out from the cleat so it was just flapping the wind and that's when it got caught in the propeller so we lost our sails and we lost the steering and so we had no way and my dad does he was up top trying to fix all this and my mom luckily had some head on her shoulders and called the coast guard and they were able to come out and uh, tow us into a nice little cove and Got it. The rest is history. So that, uh, understandably, had uh, had an impact on you. Yeah, pretty big. And I really didn't. I mean, I, you know, going through it, you're 12. You don't realize it, but as I got older and just started really realizing, you know, just life in itself, I didn't realize how precious that moment was and how 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 much of an impact the Coast Guard had in my life.
2: Um. So. When you did you? So it had, from that time, from 12, it was like the Coast Guard was a, was, was a given, like yeah. that was happening?
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was in the back of my mind. I knew I wanted to do it. I was a um, criminal justice um, grad, or that was my degree that I was studying, and a four-year degree criminal justice and criminology. And so I really, I was thinking about uh, maybe being a cop or a lawyer at that time, and then I had some friends in law school, and they were just... Man, it's a lot of reading, a lot of tests, a lot of it's like I've, I didn't sound like it for me. Um, and then being a cop, a lot of my teachers were were cops at that time. They just their family work life balance was just not there, so I kind of steered away from both those. And uh, Coast Guard was obviously in the back of my mind. You had Coast Guard straight out of high school? Uh, no, so I went. I went to college. I went to Brunswick Community College and uh, University of Mount Olive. All- okay. And played baseball at both. That, those are both in North Carolina as well. Both in North Carolina. Yep. So like baseball. Yep. Yes. Sir. Okay.
2: So were you a golfer at this point
1: or not yet? Uh, I, was a, I was a golfer for fun, you know, especially in high school. I was, I was a pitcher in, in college, so the pitchers can play all the baseball or golf they want because it doesn't mess up their baseball swing, right? Sure. Our coach always yelled at the other guys, if they're hitters, you know, they don't want to be playing golf because all of a sudden you start leaning back and right. popping everything up. Right. Right. So that's not what you want to do. Yeah, uh, as well. Um, so when you were – so you to so go to the Coast
2: Guard after Mount Olive. um are you, are you, are you able to golf at all? Are you able to, you know, in your, in your, in your
1: wreck time or is, or is none of that? Yeah. Well, I was able to a little bit, but yeah, the first two years on um, the 270, we were down, um, below like Cuba and Mexico basically for three months at a time. And so we would spend, uh, you know, three months down there, come back, import for two months and then go back down there. And so it was a kind of a little hit or miss. And being in Boston, I didn't have a car at the time. We were living on barracks right in the north end of Boston. So I didn't really have too much access to golf courses. Um, but then when I moved to California, I was really able to start picking it back up and playing again and really started just having that camaraderie with some friends out there. And that's what it's, you know, at the end of the day, that's what we're all looking for.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, so what, what? So after, so how, how long ago did you get
1: out of the Coast Guard? Uh, been four years now, 2018. Uh, and how long have you been working in golf? Uh, for two years. For two years. Uh, why? Like what, what made you decide
2: to, yeah. to jump into that?
1: Yeah. So I was, I uh, got out of the Coast Guard and used the GI Bill to go back to school. Uh, so I got my sport management master's degree from University of San Francisco when wow. um, I lived out there. And in, when I first started, that was the whole thing, you know, in grad school, we're trying to figure out what kind of path we want to go. Um, and I had a friend that was working at Stanford at the time, and he kind of got me in a intern role there at Stanford doing event operations. And I was doing it and it was fun. I, you know, I had a little Niche and skill set for definitely working in a little fast-paced environments as events and, and things go on. And pandemic happened. I was an intern, so kind of obviously the first person to go when everything was making cuts was the intern. And um, so I was in a little bit of a lull period there, still going to school, but I was looking for anything to do volunteer-wise. And there was an Invest in Hope uh, fundraising golf tournament in Northern California okay. at a Blackhall Country Club out there, a really nice private club in Danville, North, um, California, and I just, you know, signed up for and it. And it was, that was, Invest in Golf tournament was related to the military? Or? It, yeah, Invest in Hope. So PJ Hope, you okay. know, our program, uh, is their, their big fundraising tournament, uh, for, to, you know, to fund their, their Hope, um, programs in the Northern California. It was with the Northern California PJ section. It, okay. They run this, they've been doing it for quite some time now, uh, the Invest in Hope tournament there. And, uh, yeah, I volunteered there. Got to meet, you know, a lot of veterans. Got to find out what PJ Hope even was. I had no clue what it was when I signed up for that event to volunteer, um, and I just got to talk to veterans. I started seeing the impact that you know PJ of America had on the, in the veterans' lives, and I used that sports interest. You know, that obviously I wanted to work in sports. wasn't sure exactly what kind of avenue I was going to take, uh, but then I kind of all of a sudden had this big realization moment. Kind of at that event, you know, oh, I can use golf which i was my the most fun sport for me to play not the best at it, but it was the most fun to play um and you know that veteran connection that i just got through the military and they saved my life so i just kind of had this always back in my mind you know want to give back to the military military and help those guys out um used golf and that together and started looking into jobs at the pga of america love it and so they just had an opening here in the mid-atlantic or yeah so yeah so it was a PJ, one of the three pillars you know is uh is as fellowship the Works Fellowship. So every the forty-one sections, they all have a PJ Works Fellow, uh, that is just about you know getting more diversity into sports and and into and sport jobs. And so I applied for a PJ Works Fellowship actually with the Middle Lang section because my wife is a still active duty Coast Guard, okay. and she got stationed in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Right. And so I was in that still transition period, you know, where I was looking for a job and was looking for a job in this area. Happened to see the Works Fellowship pop up, uh, and I used the connection I made in Northern California because he was a Works Fellow uh, to apply to this one. Funny story about that is, did not get the Works Fellowship, uh, but apparently I did pretty good in the interview, and so they offered me the internship that you know wasn't nice. even really advertised. So. Oh, that's cool. So you were in there last year, and now
2: you are uh, the head of Junior. Yes,
1: yeah, uh, sir. Yeah. Junior yeah, yeah, Junior Golf, and so I run. There's two different kind of. Junior so there's a junior league and drive trim pot, which is obviously for juniors as well. Yeah. Uh, but then we have our junior tour, which we have some beginner uh levels and divisions in the junior tour, but really, you know, the our main membership uh is our championship divisions, which is, you know, competitive golf. We run around sixty tournaments uh throughout the summer. Uh last year we had seven hundred and fifty junior tour members. Uh so it's a pretty big uh pretty big membership and yeah, we run you we know, run these tournaments now uh, throughout the summer and a few in the spring and fall. And that's, like, what which age range is that? So the champ divisions are 13, 15, and, and 16, 18. Okay. So it's high school, mainly high school kids. And then we have a two, uh, three younger divisions. We have Patriot Division, which is uh, 14, um, 9 to 14. Okay. And then Intro and Mini Mulligan Divisions, they play nine holes. And they can go from 7 to 14.
2: All right. Thinking about my kid, I, I, got, I got one more year. Yeah, there
1: you go. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so we, I mean, we there's no like strict age requirement. So if he's six and they want to come out, you know, we can get him on that that mini monster. He's, he's only played five holes of golf so far, but we're uh, we're getting there. We're
2: getting there. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Um, so is, is part of, I mean, that's, that's great that you, you got the internship, you already got a full-time role, you got a lot of responsibility running all these tournaments, all this junior stuff. Is part of your ambition here at the PGA is to, to do more work with veterans, the PGA Hope, and kind of make an impact there?
1: Yes, sir. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, you know, and every section is kind of, um, formed differently where some have, you know, Hope employees where they just focus on Hope and, and the, the foundation, things like that. And we just don't have that in the middle land section. We have a Hope board. And so, really, you know, I wish I could have applied for a PJ Hope, you know, foundation, you know, coordinator or, or something like that. That would be great. But I'm kind of wanting to use the junior golf director role to allow me to work more with PJ Hope. Yeah. And luckily, you know, everyone at this section, uh, Claire James, she was kind of leading Hope going into it, and she still is. And now we're, I'm just kind of jumping on board with her, and we're kind of co-leading this uh, to try to grow the program as much as we can. Um.
2: I'm sure there will be a lot of opportunity for that. You're still a young guy, so but let me ask you. So your your experience as a veteran, your wife's still you know still active duty. You played a lot with veterans. Like what it would, what's your opinion on why what is it, what is this connection that draws veterans to golf and why you know why do they why do they enjoy yeah. it so
1: much? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So just talking to you. So yesterday I was at our inaugural PJ Reach um, Pro Am. Which we used to just raise funds for the PJ Reach Foundation. Where was that? Uh, at Baltimore Country Club oh, on the on the East Course too. <laughs> which I found out yesterday is like the premier, you know, course oh, yeah. there. Even so, sure. I was so new to the area, I didn't realize that I was I was picking up signs at Speed Pro Towson yesterday. The guy was like, "Where are you going?" boy? He's like, "Oh my god, you're going that there." That's all my local. Budget. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't get to play there, but yeah, it was absolutely perfect. The course was amazing. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I was there on uh, just a par three with a veteran. Um, Sean Bowman's his name, 17 year Navy veteran, um, and I got to talk to him for like five hours yesterday. And just hearing his story, he had a, um, and he was telling everybody this yesterday, but he had a traumatic brain injury in 2009, and just everything, you know, after that happened was just a little off balance, you know, just trying to find he had you know, depression, anxiety, things like that that were just going on, and he got involved with Winter Warrior Golf uh, Foundation a little bit too. Uh, Warden Warrior has a golf uh, program as well. So started out with them and was really, you know, working his way up and getting better. And then um, he found out through a mixer down at uh, Byteley Golf Course in Portsmouth, where he lives now, yeah. um, about the PJ Hope. And yeah. so he just started this two, um, six weeks ago, and he's about to graduate tomorrow. But he just said, you know, having that camaraderie that you you have in the military. I mean, you wake up in the military, you go to work. I would go to the ship you're seeing people every day. You're like forced to communicate. You have your little department, you know, whatever you're doing. So you're kind of forced to talk to people and interact with people every day. Um, And I just think giving them something to come to the course, you know, with the time um, and just gives them that moment of, of getting to talk to fellow veterans. They get to shoot stories about, you know, what happened like that. And it's just something that I think when you get out, they don't realize all of a sudden it, you know, it's really loud, loud every day. And then they get out and everything's quiet. Sure. Yeah.
2: Um, what about within the, the Mid Atlantic PGA? You know, obviously your your roles with with juniors, but are there other things in the works uh, related to military and or veterans, like throughout the you know beyond Patriot Golf Day, or, or anything that that you're hoping to see happen?
1: Yeah, so I mean, we're always you know trying to gain as much, uh, just trying to add more chapters. Really, is is our is our you know, overall goal. And that kind of, my role right now is to the PJ Hope. To the PJ Hope. Yeah. So like we're trying to add more. There's
2: there's only X number of chapters, PGA chapters that, you know, are engaged with PJ Hope. Not all of them yet.
1: No, sir. Yeah. So, well, yeah, every, every section has some, but I'm talking more specifically like in our section, we have 14 Hope chapters in the section, like 14 courses that participate in that. I got you. And so my role now has been being the veteran outreach kind of what I'm doing with um, our section now, I have veterans reaching out to me through our website, you know, asking for, oh, I'm in the, like, Winchester area, for example. There's, I had two veterans call me from up there and just looking for something nearby. You know, I have our map up and I'm telling them, like, oh, sorry, you, know, you got to drive three hours to to get to this chapter. And so our overall goal and, and what I really want to see and we're going to push for, you know, is to just gain more exposure, you know, talking to people like you now and letting people know about it and then using our PJ professionals as well, because we need them to participate to be able to have the chapters. Like people like Jeff have just been great and you know amazing uh, proponents to kind of push this on and, and gain more chapters and locations.
2: I get it. so so in the, within Mid Atlantic there's only 14 courses referred to as chapters that have a PJ Hope program that offer these kind of benefits and programs and classes and what have you to veterans. So ideally. Every course would have one, would they not? Or I mean is that a I mean that goal? that would be awesome. Yeah, that's
1: what I looked up before. We have 31,200 veterans in this area, in the D M V area. And I mean we have uh we have pulled up a heat map that people from um Hope National pulled up a heat map for us and we saw, you know, how many veterans we have, specifically in the D C area, you know, Norfolk uh, is a big veteran um atmosphere as well. And so we just we're in a like they say in the military, target rich environment here and we also you know, the veterans they have a lot of stuff, a lot of programs to help them out, but they don't always, this is something that Sean brought up the other day, they don't always have the right messaging. They don't know about all these things. Sure. And so trying to get the information out to them by using things like podcasts, you know, news stories that have, they've had two big news stories come out last week on it and have them talk about at the PGA Championship and commercials and stuff the other day was awesome. Yeah. And so that's just our main goal. Love it.
2: Fantastic. All right. Well, we'll Tauten. This uh, I really appreciate you, you sitting down with me, and uh, congratulations on on, on, on your, your your upward path within within the Menletic PGA. And and uh, I, hope, I wish you a long career and and uh, making an impact with, with golf and, and the military and veterans. And uh, and I hope it's a successful weekend with Patriot Golfers. Thank you very much. Pleasure to meet you.
1: Yes, sir. Thank you. It's nice to meet you.
2: I don't have a good golf game. But I don't really care. I'm a I'm a regular dude living in DC and I want to know about DC centric golf stuff. If you can tell me something that I don't already know, then that is great for me. I don't want the regular stuff. I want exciting stuff. I want different stuff. I don't want stuff I can't hear elsewhere. But I want it to be about DC golf.